Hi, I'm Chip in Durham. I'm Erica in Edmonton. And I'm Shannon, also in Durham. And this is the audio guide to Babylon 5, Episode 0, And So It Begins. Welcome to the Zero episode of the Babylon 5 podcast, the audio guide to Babylon 5, where we're about to embark on a five-year mission to explore strange new episodes. Wait, wait, wrong, wrong franchise. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. I'm Chip, and welcome to the launch of a brand new podcast dedicated to one of our favorite television shows, Babylon 5. Uh, I am the host of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast in the world of Doctor Who. Let's have our co-hosts introduce themselves, starting with Erica from Edmonton. I am also a Doctor Who podcast co-host. I have a podcast called Verity, and it's myself and five other women from across the globe talking about Doctor Who, um, as well as a bunch of guest spots I do on various other podcasts from time to time. And I am Shannon, and I don't have my own podcast, so I just stick my nose into chips from time to time. He lets his wife do that. And the three of us got together and said, you know... Doctor Who is great, but there's another television show, another science fiction epic that we all loved a whole lot when it was on, and it still stuck with us about 20 years later, and that is Babylon 5. And the audio guide to Babylon 5 is going to be a journey that you're going to accompany us on as we rewatch the series episode by episode and release a podcast discussing each episode as we go along. This one is for you, whether you have never watched Babylon 5 before or you're a veteran and you've seen it all, because we're going to try to accommodate both of your needs by dividing the episodes in half. We'll start off with part one, which is for everyone, including the newbies. We will be talking about the episode that we have just watched, talking about it on its own merits, how much we like it, and what worked, what didn't work, and all that good stuff. And then, after we spend some time with that, we'll have some sort of a gimmick sound effect or something like that. We'll come up with <laughs> like. I've got an idea. Nobody's ever done this before. A foghorn sound. Oh, my goodness. That sounds so fresh and new. <laughs> and we'll ask uh, and we'll invite people who don't want to be spoiled. This is the opportunity to get off the bus. And then we'll start geeking out like mad people uh, over what the episode means in the grand scheme of things. What uh, secrets were revealed that paid off later on down the road. Um, Continuity and, for the win. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Damn it. And this is a TV show that rewards continuity. So, like I said, uh, it's going to be in two parts. It's going to start off being for everybody. It is your guide. If you have never seen Babylon 5 before, it's your episode by episode guide to uh, learning more about the series and watching it with us. It's five years worth, 22 episodes a season, this is, it's not for the faint of heart, is it? <laughs> no, not at it all. definitely isn't. As a matter of fact, I just realized that if you are incredibly unfaint of heart, 
and you've never seen Babylon 5 before, you could actually listen to our entire run of podcasts twice. Because the first time through, you're not going to want to hear the spoilery bits <laughs> at the end. And once you've gotten to the end, you are going to be so in love with Babylon 5, just like we are, that you're going to want to go through, watch the entire thing again, this time knowing what's happening, and then you'll be able to listen to part two of each podcast as you go. See, it's wonderful. And if we get really ambitious about it, we may actually break up the files on the website at b5audioguide.com so that you don't have to listen to everything all at once (laughs) uh, because we do want you to like us when this is all over. We don't want you to be tired of us. Um, So Babylon 5, great classic science fiction show, and I feel suddenly very old by describing it as classic, but it has been a while since it was since it was first out. Um, how did we get hooked on Babylon 5, and why do we love it so much? Uh, let me throw it over to Shannon. Oh, it was your fault. Uh, as things usually are. <laughs> yes, I, I had certainly been, you know, a fan of many geeky things in my teenage years and young adulthood. I'd sort of fallen away from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation once Will Wheaton left, because he was cute. Um, but I hey! still, had still paid attention uh, from time no to time. here. And somewhat paid attention to Deep Space Nine. But um, when Chip and a good friend of his, Mark, um, and I think it was actually Mark that got Chip started in the possibility of looking at it, I started watching midway through season one, I think. Uh, And right away, there was a lot of interest because these were real people versus the the Star Trek Federation thing, which, you know, yes, there was some character development here and there, but still it was very episodic and everything reset at the end of the episode. Here, things happened and things broke and they stayed broken or things were cool and they were cool for a while until it was time to break them again. Just it was very meaty in a way that um, I hadn't seen in other sci-fi shows. And I kept watching and I found favorite characters and uh, I was hooked. How about you, Erica? Well, I actually came to Babylon 5 through Deep Space Nine, which is kind of strange. I have Deep Space Nine to thank for my love of Babylon 5. I had a couple of, I mean, I've always been a geeky, a geeky kid. I grew up uh, on Doctor Who. Um, so, yeah, definitely the science fiction gene was, was in me from birth. I'm, I'm, I've been told that I saw Star Wars in utero. So it, it started there. <laughs> and I, uh, I had a couple of good friends, Max and Jeff, when I was in college. And they were, they were roommates in the neighboring dorm. And every Sunday, I would go over to their dorm room to watch Deep Space Nine because they were really... I, I was a Star Trek fan myself, but not as big of a, a fan as they were. So we had Deep Space Nine every... I'm pretty sure it was Sunday. And I would always get there early just to make sure, you know, we didn't want to miss anything and just hang out and crack jokes and, and whatever. And as time went on, I would sort of get there a little bit earlier and earlier just because we had fun hanging out. And there was this other show that was on right before Deep Space Nine, and it was Babylon 5. And we actually started out by making fun of the show because the special effects were new and different and they did not look like the model shots of the Star Trek shows. They were they were CGI and we thought that that looked stupid at the time. I, I apologize now, but <laughs> I didn't know any better. I was young and impressionable. And as time went on, we would sort of pay more and more attention to this strange show. It was either season two or season three. The first one, the first episode that I specifically remember that we kind of just stopped talking and stared at was, I believe it was a late delivery from Avalon. We, We saw most of it. And we all kind of looked around at each other afterwards. And we were like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. You guys want to 
like watch the whole episode next week and see what it's like. And we did. And from there, it just it not even very gradually shifted from Deep Space Nine night to Babylon Five night. And I'm pretty sure we actually stopped watching DS9. I mean, Jeff was still recording it so he could watch it later, but I didn't care so much anymore. And I'm not sure where Max fell on that. So yeah, DS9 night became B5 night and the rest is history. Now, the both of you just talked about your geeky upbringing, but I was never a geek. I was a strapping young football player. And (laughs) you're not, okay. Uh, I, I and this is one of the hazards of doing a podcast with your wife. Um, <laughs> the the truth will out. Uh, t- total total geek. Totally into science fiction. Um, I was in the middle of a big anime phase around that time, and I had a couple of friends, uh, Mark and Sean, who uh, were repeatedly pushing uh, Babylon Five on me. And uh, I had read an article about Babylon Five in the late lamented magazine Cinefantastique. And it looked kind of interesting, kind of okay. The the the, the makeup for this Delin character looked a little weird. I don't know, but I just filed it away and forgot about it. And then I receive a cardboard box, and it is full of videotapes. And it is season one and about half of season two. And okay. uh, Mark and John basically gave it to me and said, "Here, now." And I said, okay, and I started. <laughs> and the rest is history. Babylon 5 was on a succession of independent television stations in my uh, neck of the woods when it was uh, running on the Primetime Entertainment Network. And I was trying to uh, do free PR work for those uh, TV stations back then, trying to find it a home when it was uh, wandering between from season to season looking for a new place to land um i cared about it that much i uh, started following the show on uh, usenet the late lamented rec arts sf tv babylon 5 news group and its successor the moderated group um fascinated by uh the interaction that showrunner j michael strasinski had with his fans uh sometimes it looked more like a car crash than interaction but you learned a lot more about how TV was made while you're watching this epic get more and more complex and rich year by year. And that is why I think, new viewer, you should watch this show with us. If you've never seen Babylon 5 before, reason number one I think you should watch it is it is an epic story with a beginning, a middle, and a definitive end. Wouldn't you say Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's part of what what drew me to it after after just you know finding episodes that that I liked. I learned that he had this you know beginning, middle, and end in in mind, and I was like, oh my god, that's so great! Because I was always a little heartbroken by the uh, Twin Peaks effect. It sort of went downhill mm, pretty right. fast in season two. See also heroes and other shows that sort of mm-hmm. had, had seemed to have grand grand plans, but didn't quite follow up on them. The thing that I think is most gripping is characters. Uh, I'm all about character development. I mean, a cool plot's a cool plot, but if you've got characters that can interact in such interesting ways, you don't necessarily have to have a plot. I think JMS himself has said how easy it was to write um, two character examples, Jakar and Londo, that he could make just a dialogue between them go for 
you know, any length of time and still be entertaining and gripping and interesting because of the characters are so dynamic and they're set up to play off against each other so well. I mean, you know, yes, there's great plots too, very intricate, well-laid, well-planned plots, but there was such a really a richness of character in this show that I did not see at the time in other sci-fi shows. We're really selling Babylon 5 here, and as well we should. We've got a podcast about it. We think it's great. We think you should watch it. Um, But if you're a new viewer, I think there are probably some things you need to understand about watching Babylon 5 before you go in um, that will help you enjoy it more or help you sort of get over some of the awkwardness of uh, trying to make sense of whether this new show, this this old new show, is for you. Um, If you had one piece of advice for the new Babylon 5 viewer who has not even seen uh, the first episode yet, which we'll be talking about shortly, um, what advice would you give them? Be patient. (laughs) I think that is excellent, excellent advice. It Um, does take half a season-ish to really find its legs. And I would say that uh, if if you are like me and sort of coming from the Doctor Who school of television, you'll probably find it, it similar in the fact that at least at the beginning, the budget was clearly not particularly high. If you are not used to watching 70s BBC produced television, you might be a little bit shocked at the you know rubberiness of some of the aliens at, at first. And that's another thing that I, I say, be patient with. Uh, for one thing, you know, just... First of all, try to get over that because it's that's a silly thing to let you let hold yourself back. But also, uh, it does get better. The, the budget definitely picks up. And like Shannon was just saying, it's the characters that are really the most important thing. And even with a kind of a weird costume, you, know, you can still have a great character underneath. Absolutely. As far as the sets and the special effects are and all that are concerned, please remember that this is about a 20-year-old show. And it didn't have a whole lot of money. And this is the first space opera-ish science fiction television show that used computer-generated imagery for all of its spaceships, for all of its space battles, for, you know, there there is almost no model work in the show whatsoever. Um, And it was done on Amiga computers way back when. (laughs) Um, It's not going to look like modern CGI. This is not the Avengers. This is... (laughs) much more it's much more primitive at first but if you after you watch it for a little while you'll sort of buy into it so so be patient is the first uh, really important piece of advice uh, any others pay attention yes i mean it's 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 one of those shows where i feel like you will get so much more out of it if you actually just sit down and watch it and pay attention to the characters and what they're doing as opposed to having it on in the background while you're cleaning the kitchen or making your dinner or something like that um and i'm not you know i'm not going to tell anybody how to watch television some people can't handle sitting and, and just watching but if you if you do if you are the kind of person who can handle that sort of television consumption i highly recommend it because um as as i said before continuity is important and and I think um, even some things that seem very subtle and little that you might miss will perhaps come back later. Try not to be too spoilery here. Yeah. Uh, There is one line that I am going to reveal in advance. It's in uh, an episode that comes up like five episodes into the run uh, when a character says, no one here is exactly what he he seems or they seem, or I, I, I forget the, I forget the pronoun um, and the specific uh, word seems appears whatever. The characters that you meet are not like they will be later on in the show. The character that you think 
is a buffoon is not going to be a buffoon. The character that you think is a stock villain is not going to be a stock villain. The character that you think is going to be around for a while may not be. On the plus side, everything tends to happen for a reason. Um, Characters, for the most part, are not just, you know, thrown away um, without... um, without there being a drive, a point or a purpose or something uh, going on to support it. Yes, I'm looking at George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, one more piece of information before we talk about uh, the next podcast and our, the first episode of Babylon 5 we're watching is in what order we're going to watch these episodes. And this is where I get a little pedantic and I'm um, being really picky. And I'm uh, dragging um, Erica and Shannon along with me on this, and you know, I hope they'll you'll, you'll bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes of Babylon Five were not released in exactly the intended order, um, especially early on, um, produ- as they were trying to figure out production schedules and things like that. Uh, some episodes were released somewhat out of continuity, and while most people can go right through the DVD box sets and go episode one, episode two, episode three. And it's not bad. It's not bad. I think it's a more enjoyable experience, It's a, and it makes a slight bit of additional sense. If you go with what's called the master episode list at the website that for which this uh, podcast name uh, is, a, is an homage to, and it's called The Lurker's Guide to Babylon 5. Uh, it was put together by Stephen Grimm, uh, we'll talk about that uh, later on, hopefully, with a guest uh, on this podcast in a future episode. But he basically got the production order of the episodes, put them in the intended order, emailed it over to JMS, who gave it its blessing. So we will tell you what the next episode's going to be. It won't deviate significantly from the overall one. We're not going to spring a season five episode on you the first you know, in the first year. <laughs> but we will be following the um, master episode list, which I will include on our own website at b5audioguide.com, as well as a link to the Lurker's Guide itself, which is a fantastic resource. Uh, as you're watching this, uh, as you're watching this, if you're a veteran, go back and remind yourself what looking at that ancient uh, HTML was like and all of the information in there as we go episode by episode. It the Lurker's Guide doesn't spoil future episodes, just as we don't intend to with the opening parts of our podcast. Um, but that's the order of the episodes that we're going to be watching. We hope you'll bear with us on that. What are we going to start off with? What's the first What's the first episode of Babylon 5? It's not as simple an answer as you might think. Sadly, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Eric and I got into a little bit of an argument on uh, our friend Jason Snell's podcast, The Incomparable, on their special Babylon 5 episode, when I argued that that the best entrance into Babylon 5 for a new viewer was a TV movie called In the Beginning. And it's sort of a prequel. But that's not the episode that we're actually going to start with on the audio guide to Babylon 5. Erica, which episode are we going to start with? (laughs) We are going to start with uh, the pilot movie called The Gathering. And there are actually two different versions of this. And I don't know that we... 
necessarily need to focus on one over the other uh, because they are very, very similar. Uh, but uh, so I think whichever one you happen to, whichever version you happen to have access to should be fine. Chip, can you tell us a little bit about what the differences are? Because I'm not super clear on that. Sure. Um, the Gathering is the original pilot movie, as Erica said, and it was released uh, about a year before the series uh, took off. It is different in a couple of significant ways. The music for the Babylon 5 TV series is done by Christopher Frank, um, uh, formerly of Tangerine Dream. Um, great music, very uh, sort of orchestral, spacey kind of stuff. But for the pilot, the music was done by uh, Stuart Copeland, formerly of The Police, and it's very different. Uh, it's it's sort of sort of industrial guitar-y kind of stuff. So that's a minor difference. But um, basically, when Babylon 5 moved to TNT, Turner Network Television, for its fifth and final year, uh, TNT greenlit a couple of TV movies. One of them was in the beginning, the prequel I mentioned before. But they also greenlit uh, uh, edits an edited version of The Gathering. Think of it as a producer's cut. It's got Christopher Frank's music. It's much tighter. It's um, it's uh, It's got some scenes that have been taken out, uh, other scenes to put back in. Um, it's, it's, it's a much better version of the show. So which version will you have? If you get Babylon 5 off of iTunes or uh, off the DVD collections, you are getting the remade version, which I think is the better version. That's the one that I'll be seeing. However, if you're curious or if you're a veteran uh, and uh, want to remind yourself what the original version was like, Amazon Instant Video has the original version of The Gathering. Uh, for I'm not even I'm not even sure if I've ever seen the original version because, like I said, I started watching during season three, and by the time I went back and started watching from the beginning, I honestly don't know which version it was that I was able to procure. Um, but that they, whatever they would have been kind of re-showing, I think, on TV at the time. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I need to go to Amazon and watch the original <laughs> version just to see. Hmm. You will have a, you, you will have a whiplash effect once you hear the first, uh, once, once you hear the, the, the music. That I'm telling <laughs> yep. you. My um, last rewatch was definitely the, the redone version. So hmm. yeah, some of the characters that you see in the gathering will not be back. We are not going to tell you which ones. Some of the characters you see in The Gathering will look very differently when the show goes back to series, and we'll talk a little bit about why that is later on. But The Gathering, we're, if you look at Babylon 5 as a big story of the beginning, middle, and end, a big novel for television, you got to start with the prologue, actually. And The Gathering is the prologue that was printed in the book, and why skip ahead? Exactly. Shannon, any memories about The Gathering? It's been a while since you've seen it. I can see uh, JMS's previous experience, uh, Murder, She Wrote, sort of the, the police procedural, the mystery uh, that needs to be solved, um, coming through him perhaps deliberately starting with something that he knew he wrote well to, to get his uh, feet into this. So that's your homework assignment. You're going to have a regular homework assignment, dear listener. <laughs> uh, the Gathering is the first episode when we come back in two weeks for the audio guide to Babylon 5, episode one. You will have seen The Gathering. You will have been amazed, perplexed, frustrated, whatever it is. Bring it with you. We'll talk about it. it we're here for you. Think of this as counseling. <laughs> yes, it's group. It's basically group. Yes, therapy. absolutely.
when we come back in two weeks' time, we will talk about The Gathering, and that's going to be our schedule for the foreseeable future unless we really start building momentum. We'll release a new episode of the Audio Guide to Babylon 5 every two weeks, and we'll talk about the latest episode. So you've got plenty of time to work this in. You know, if you're if you're doing a Buffy rewatch, if you're I I don't know, um, you know what whatever you're doing, you can you can work a little bit in here, uh, can't you? Yeah, one one forty five ish minute episode every two weeks. I don't think that's too much to ask. I think I think you should be fine. Not only do we not think that that's too much to ask, we demand that of you. <laughs> Indeed. So welcome, welcome to the audio guide to Babylon Five. Hooray! We're glad you're with us, and now. If you have never seen Babylon 5 before, if you're embarking on this with us for the first time, this is your time to press stop. We'll be back next time with uh, the Audio Guide to Babylon 5, Episode 1, The Gathering. Take off, and for the rest of you, hang around. Let's talk about the whole series. A hole in your mind. What do you want? No one here is exactly what he appears. Nothing's the same anymore. Commander Sinclair is being reassigned. Why don't you eliminate the entire non-home world? I see a great hand reaching out of the stomach. Who are you? President Clark has signed a decree today declaring These orders have forced us to declare independence. Let's let people get off their encounter-suited butts and do something. Who are you? Who are you? will die. Why are you here? Do you have anything worth living for? I think of my beautiful city in flames. Giants in the playground. Now get the hell out of our galaxy! We are here to place President Clark under arrest. So, when Erica and I were on The Incomparable, we had this kind of a structure where we uh, talked about the show spoiler-free, and then Jason Snell fired the spoiler horn, and everybody just audibly, it's just the simultaneous <laughs> release of air. Oh, thank God, we can talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Who was yeah, it's it? one of those things where you just, you're constantly walking on eggshells in your own head being like, is it safe to say this? Is it safe to say that? Now I feel like I can breathe and I can say whatever I want. I think it was Jason who said immediately, Sinclair is valent! <laughs> yes. Yes, you're right. Oh, man. I am so looking forward to this. Now, Shannon has not had a recent rewatch. Awesome. I, 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 stalled, I stalled out on mine with, uh, with my son uh, early, early in season, season five. Early in season five. And, you know, <laughs> big surprise there, right? Um, and it, but, Erica, you've actually, you've actually made it all the way through. Very I recently, I, I I was not able to get in uh, a call to arms because I foolishly lost the disc. But once, oh no! So yeah, whoops. Um, but other than that, I was able to get through all of the episodes and all of the TV movies. And I'm even thinking I might jump into Crusade just for the heck of it. But yeah, <laughs> so it's been within about the last year that I have gone through everything and even then re rewatched uh, the four episodes that Chip and I talked about on the Incomparable. So. I, a decent amount of it is fairly 
fresh in my head. However, I would like to point out that my perspective that I will be bringing to the show is sort of one of just somebody who watched the show as sort of a general fan and and loved it, but didn't dig deep uh, behind the scenes. So I was never I was never um, Usenet. Uh, I didn't actually search out articles or read interviews with JMS or anything. Uh, I think Chip, you will definitely know a lot more than I will when it comes to behind the scenes stuff. And Shannon, I'm not sure where you fall on that. Uh, I'll be sort of in between. Uh, once okay. I got into the show, um, I did. I was following uh, Recarts SF uh, B5 and um, paying attention here and there. Uh, I think if Tumblr had existed back then, I probably would have been following several of them mm-hmm. um, to to keep up. Um, but yeah, I was uh, not not. Qu- oh, the as- animated gifs of the Av- Ivanova dance. <laughs> oh, they're they're out there. They're out there. <laughs> Oh, yes. goodness. Yes, I need to expand. We do have a Tumblr for, for the podcast, um, B- Audio Guide to B5, if I remember correctly. I'll look that up and double check that for next episode. Links will be on the show notes, too. Okay, Ooh. so so people will be able to find it. And, of course, we're on Twitter at B5 Audio Guide and uh, all that other good stuff. But, um, you know, before we go out... Since we're talking to folks who've seen the episodes, who've seen the series before right now, if you could give me one highlight and one low light of what you're expecting to see as we go through this next rewatch and as we go episode by episode, what's the thing that you're most looking forward to and what's the thing that you're almost cringing over? Let's start with you, Shannon. Only one Earth captain has ever survived an encounter with the Mimbari. He is behind me. You are in front of me. If you value your lives, be somewhere else. Oh, my God, I love Delenn. <laughs> <laughs> I am so looking forward to reliving so many of the things that Delenn, but both, you know, her um, relationship with uh, Sinclair and then later with Sheridan. Um, it, it was so great to have such a... Well, and she's not the only one. There's Ivanova too. Kick-ass female characters. We're all over the place in B5. And we did not get that with so many other sci-fi shows at the time. Okay, so that's clearly your highlight. What about your low light? Uh, Season 5. Lots of, lot of Season 5 was painful. The, the telepath war just didn't... It didn't mesh with the rest of the aftermath uh, of what they had done. Um, I know that's partly because, you know, there were so many things that they didn't think they were going to get a season five. So a lot of stuff got jammed into season four. And unfortunately, to some extent, the the leftoverishness of season five shows. I think that's I, I think that's fair to say. What about you, Erica? I think the highlight I'm going to kind of rip off what Shannon said earlier was is the, the character development. Specifically, I love watching Londo and Jakar go from, you know, being enemies to being sort of terse with each other, to being enemies again, to being friends. To be, I mean, it's just, it's it's the most wonderful, I think, uh, character development, friendship, relationship development that I've ever seen on any television show. And that, to me, is is one long, giant highlight that I can't wait to experience again. Uh, my low light is actually the gathering, so I'm very happy. Oh, wow. I'll be getting it, getting it out of the way soon. Rip that I'm, bandaid off. Uh huh. I'm kind of interested to re rewatch it because it was, like I said, it's been roughly a year um, since I started my most recent rewatch. And I, when I watched the gathering, it had been a long time since I had seen it, and I, I was cringing. I really was. It just, it felt, just 
really uncomfortable to watch. There were so many, so many bits and pieces, which we can talk about next time, um, that just seemed off to me. And I'm interested to see if I still think that after watching the entirety of the whole show, you know, one after the other, if I'm still going to feel that way, or if, if my perspective will have changed because I've just absorbed all of it. And I did watch the, uh, the redone Christopher Franck version and was still found it cringeworthy. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens. Yeah, I, I almost challenge you to watch the um, to get on Amazon Instant Video if the if Canada actually has the same um, the same offerings that we have in the states. Um, but on the other hand, uh, that wouldn't be an apples to apples comparison. So right. I don't That's know. That's true. Um, for me, I think the the highlight. The the thing that I'm looking forward to most of all is the development of one Veer Kodo. Mm-hmm. Stephen First's character is uh, just every character has an arc, uh, yes. but but Veer's is one of the most remarkable, and Stephen First does such a great job. Um, he's so he, he it almost reminds me of Noel Clark in Doctor Who, um, starting off as the joke character. And developing into a, in, developing into a heroic figure um, in, in in his own way. Only it's even more believable for uh, Veer because we've got a lot more episodes and we get to see the we get we get to see that arc build and build and build. So I'm I'm, I'm very looking forward to that. Um, I'm not ready to call season five a low light yet, but I am. A little anxious because that is where um, that is where we start. My son and I stalled out before, but you know he had other things to do, and we were we were kind of busy. So that w- it was easier to fall away from Babylon Five during the season five portion of the rewatch. I'm not sure if it is as bad as its reputation deserves. I know it is not up to the standard of the previous two seasons. I'm wondering how I'm going to feel about that. I'm wondering how I'm going to feel about Byron if he is going to be as you know I believe you described him on the incomparable Erica as pretty cringeworthy. I'm not sure that he's that bad for me. I just don't remember. I don't is it is it fan wisdom that's talking to me there? I don't know. I wondered that when I was doing my rewatch and then it turns out if fan if that's fan wisdom, well, that's that's my wisdom as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also be wondering if uh, Lanier's uh, change of heart at the end of the series um, comes out of as uh, out of left field as uh, sharply as uh, it does in my memory. But those are the those those are like the flaws in the Persian rug, you know. This is such yes. a good show. This is yes. such a good show, and I am looking forward to watching it and talking about it with the with the two of you. So, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we uh, crack open the gathering and see what works. Um, whether you're watching the version with the jangly guitars or the orchestral music, um, whichever one, come back here. We'll be glad to have you. Visit us at b5audioguide.com. Tweet us at b5audioguide. We look forward to re-watching this show with you. And that's all we have time for today. Uh, this is Chip and Durham. Erica in Edmonton and Shannon in Durham. And you've been listening to the audio guide to Babylon 5. <laughs>